Hey guys, this is Bam Chudley from the Mayo Boys Podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. If you'd like to catch us elsewhere, we are on Twitter and YouTube. Our Twitter is at Bam Chudley. If you can't figure out how to spell that, then just don't follow me. Joe Schmo here. Uh, follow my Twitter as well. It is the T H A underscore Schmo. Um, mine's a little bit more difficult to spell. S C H M O L. And then also catch us on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe. It is Male Boys Pod, all spaced out. Uh, we appreciate it, guys. And as always, keep it mayo. Keep it mayo. Welcome to the fucking show. <laughs> All right, so um, we've had a few things happen since our last podcast. We've had a few more additions to the live, yeah. Or as we've recently learned, the the fifty four tour. <laughs> I was right without knowing that I was right. This is one of the things that just like it takes you so long to think of why it is, and then when you figure it out, you're like, I'm so fucking dumb for yeah. not, like... <laughs> well, it makes sense. It's one of those things that, um, like, L.I.V. clearly is Roman numerals 54. So you think, oh, it's 54. But then you're like, that's dumb. Why would it be 54? I so thought it'd be like 59, maybe? Head, yeah. And then you brought up the point earlier, it's like, I know why it's lived I think I just figured it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they only play three rounds of golf. Yeah. So they play, they play three, three rounds balls. individual, and then on, I guess on Sundays they do like a team event. Yeah. Which makes sense why it's called the Live Tour. It actually makes me more mad because it's so simple. Yeah. I wish it was a little more like mysterious. It's than just that. further proof that literally their only like business plan on this was just like, Money, yeah. Like throw as much money as possible into it. Like the rest of the stuff, we'll hire some intern to like yep. figure out what we're gonna call it. Well, they just got Brooks. They got Brooksy. Brooksy. Somebody, somebody was trying to make the argument the other day. I think it was like Rich Eisen on his show was like, "Well, the PGA is losing all these people, but they haven't lost anybody like of significant value." And I was like, "What do you mean? They've lost like a lot of people lost, with significant like value. Like they haven't lost any of their young stars, but they've lost all of their big names." Yeah, like they've lost all their attention grabbers. Like any any of the golfers that are active on social media or have a presence about them that bring fans there is gone. Well, I would say, but a lot of them. the established stars, yeah, for like, the most part, like, are all left. Yeah, except like for the Rory. Yeah, exactly. The Brooksy and Bryson feud is now gone. It's in the live tour. Now. Yeah, that's that's you can't use that anymore. Like you get to keep your. Morikawa's, your Zalatoris's, like all of your young stars. But that's not who people are tuning in to watch. Nobody gives a shit about them. Like, they, they not yet. They haven't won shit yet. So exactly, like Morikawa yeah. has, but like... You've lost... Basically, anybody that goes at this point is old enough to want a retirement plan. Yeah. So... Like, I'm getting the bag now. Yep, I'm bag chase. This is, yeah. This is what, what Carl you, Malone playing for the Lakers. I'm sure we can look it up, but what do you think Brooks got offered? Because I mean, you would have to compare it to I would have to say he got at least like fifty. That's what I'm saying. It, it would be less than, than Dustin Johnson, I would believe. Yeah, way less than Phil. Yeah, I, maybe 50, less than. I feel like he's a little bit less than Bryson too, because I think even though I think Brooks is the better player, I think Bryson is the bigger name. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think about what you, yeah, yeah. So I've been, Brooks is the better player. Bryson's the bigger name. Um, but I think Brooks grew his brand. Yeah, when he slaughtered Bryson. And that fucking like face off. I think the fact that everybody, everybody I know that's cool is on 
the Brooks side of this. It's just like Bryson seems like such a fucking tryhard, absolute tool, yeah, absolute fucking tool. Like one of those kids that, like, whenever they were young, competition at like the shit that just didn't matter. Like yes. you would have a ping pong like match when you were like in your dad's basement <laughs> at thirteen, and he's just fucking shirt off, just yeah. In, in, intense, like, like why are you? Like, why are you so? Why are you so good at cornhole, dude? Yeah, like, right. He's, yeah, he's one of those. Like, he's, <laughs> he's just, he tries to be good at everything he does, but he's not great at anything. Yeah, like, uh, one of those. He doesn't have the natural talent, so he just doesn't. He makes up for it by just completely overworking. Yeah, that's that's nice. And then he tried to play that like like that science card when he was doing all that weird shit on the course. Yeah, and he was like, yeah, well, I've I've been dealing with like engineers and people who know this shit, and then he fucking shoots. Like a quad bogey. Yeah, it's like, all right, you still can't putt. Yeah, it's like, right. It's like, it's like, your, like, your shoulders are much bigger, but you're fucking, you can't putt for sure. He really did try and hit, like, the full rebrand, though, whenever, because back when he was a little scrawny dude wearing his little, what are those fucking little French hats? Yeah, not the fedora, but, like, the little, like, flat cap. Like, he's like a little British, like, newspaper boy. I thought the ones that, the ones that, no, fedoras are, like, the, like, mini top hat with. Oh, oh, you're, oh, fuck, I know what you're thinking. He's got, like, the chimney sweep hat on. Right, exactly, yeah. He has the hat. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, COVID happens, and he fucking takes some testosterone and goes to GNC a couple times and beefs up a little bit, and then he, like... Does the tour test? I mean, mean, I'm sure they do, but were they testing during that, like, eight-month period, whenever they were just, like, not doing anything? That's true. That he showed up, and he was like... Yeah, it's like, oh, he came back to, like, when the tour reopened, and it's like, now he's got, like, 50 pounds of pure, like, beef on him. <laughs> it's like a lot of Taco Bell. And he's not wearing his little chimney sweep hat anymore, and he's trying to, like... Because it doesn't fucking fit his fat fit ass anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they only make those in child sizes. It's like, we don't have one for dinosaur heads. <laughs> yeah, we don't have one. We don't have one Barry Bond size. <laughs> oh, shit. But so, he's yeah. really tried to, like... I feel like he's gone away from, like, the scientist thing, and now he's like, oh, I'm just going to fucking hit the ball so fucking hard. Yeah, I mean, if, if anything, he's going more for, like, a like a long drive contest. Yeah. Because I see him pop up on TikTok all the time of him just, like, breaking club heads. Just swinging records. as hard it's as like, can. It's like, are you even trying anymore? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe you work on your chip game, dog. Yeah, he got the bag from, from Liv, so he doesn't really give a he shit. He did. I don't know. Well, He's one of those love him or hate him guys. So I would actually like to. All right, I'm not going to fully retract my statement, but I will partially retract my statement on the live tour. So I originally said that any competition to PGA would be beneficial. Okay. I will now slightly retract that because the PGA I think will survive. However, the live tour. I don't think anybody's really going to care to watch that because there's going to be no stakes. The players don't really care. Yeah. The majors aren't real. Mm-hmm. Nobody gives a shit. They're not going to care if they play well or play bad because they already have the money. Like they, it's just to them, it's going out there and it's not, it's not going to be real golf. It's not going to be the best of the best versus the best of the best. Right. It's going to be a bunch of old dudes. <laughs> see how they see how all of them. Like finished at the U.S. Open, like Dustin Johnson finished the best, and he was like <coughs> tied for twenty fourth. Yeah, it's, like it's all people, those guys. Like half of them missed the cut. Well, so so what probably happened was they probably got approached by Liv months ago, and it's just been wearing on their mind for like three months. Like, nah, I'm not going to join that. 
And then, you know, because they have that in their back pocket, Dustin Johnson's like, I can just go to this tour, make $120 million, and it doesn't matter what the fuck I do. Well, yeah. Well, so who's going to have motivation? Because he makes $120 million and he goes out and plays in their live tour, and then the next week it's the U.S. Open. He's just like, fuck it. I just made $120 million. Yeah. So well, I care about the U.S. Open. I've yeah. already won one of these. There's, there, there's going to be no motivation. It's, I mean, it's like when, you know, running backs sign their second major contract. Right. Like, I just got paid, bitch. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to make it to my third yeah, what I'm, I'm trying, trying to not tear my ACL for the next four years. Exactly. Free agency coming back up. Yep. And it's – it's so I, so I would like to retract a little bit of my statement from that is that it, it might make the PGA better because I feel like it's going to allow younger people in earlier, yeah. if that makes sense. Because, you know, you lose 20 of your best players, that opens up 20 more spots. That's for the next generation. Yeah, exactly. So, I'd, like I said, the PGA will survive – the live tour might survive, but what happens when Dustin Johnson meets his, meets his contract requirement and doesn't have to give back any of that money? He's like, "All right, see you. I'm out. Bye. I'm done." Yeah, I wonder so. what that is, though. Right? Exactly. Like, how many years do you have to participate in that? Because I think the smartest thing the live tour did was those guys. I mean, the majority of those guys that have signed, they all have exemptions for all of the major tournaments. Still, like they can play in those majors. I think the biggest thing the live has done is they said nobody nobody really gives a fuck about who wins the john deere invitational on the pga tour it's like just come play that tournament over here yeah and we're gonna pay you three times as much what's the rule with the pga if you know if you're a golfer do you have to play in so many normal events to qualify for they're fighting right now the live tour is to try and get because they have world golf points that's like that's how they used to determine like the world golf rankings okay one and that's how majors determine who gets invited a lot of them do the guys that haven't got exemptions like dudes that win the masters get a lifetime exemption like you get invited back every year okay dudes that win the u.s open you have like a five-year or ten-year standing invite to the u.s open if you win so basically the but like for those other hype of the major determines your liquidity for the future right but for those other guys that don't have those exemptions they have to reach a certain number of world golf points to be able to get invited so those guys leave they really don't like they're not going to have an invite to the u.s open or the british open or whatever okay that's because because they're not earning any golf points because it's not technically recognized by the world golf rankings as of right now that makes sense i always wondered how that was because you know, nobody really pays attention to the non-majors. Yeah. So, we don't know if Dustin Johnson There's like or, two or three, like, non-major tournaments that people care about. It's the Phoenix Open. Yeah. And there's, like, the Memorial, I think, is the Jack Nicholas's tournament that's right before the Masters. Is the Phoenix Open, is that the FedEx? <clears throat> the Phoenix Open is the one where everybody gets shit-faced and, like, is on the 16th hole, like, Fuck yelling yeah. at the guys while they're trying to hit on the par three. Because the Fed, I, I thought, I, I thought that's, no, the Waste Management Open is the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking of. FedEx is, where where's FedEx? FedEx, the FedEx Cup is, like, their, like, playoffs that they do. See, I don't know shit about golf. Yeah, see, exactly. That's what the Live Tour is banking on. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a fan of Live Tour. Live Tour, if you're, if you're listening, um, I will take $4 million to be a color commentator and or analyst for three years. I will three year, $4 million contract. I think that's fair. I will do you one better. I will take $100,000 to be the guy that stands like next to the crowd with the little like paddle that says quiet, like right before the guys are about to hit. I thought you were about to undercut me right in front. 
like right on our podcast. No. But I'm you took a much less yeah. <laughs> less risk job. Yeah, I was like, I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Find the easiest job possible and just find out how I can get paid a comfortable amount. I was like, Bam is asking for a fucking 80th of my salary to do the same job right in front of me. You're just like, fucking extravagant there trying to get like the best job out there. And I'm just like, I'll do anything, but just pay me like twice as much as what I'm making now, relatively. Yeah, that's about, I mean, fuck, I'll do that. I'll do I'll, do it fucking shirtless and walk yeah. around with the Bev cart. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be the cart girl. Yeah, I'll be I'll be cart bitch for fucking 100k <laughs> for Phil Mickelson. Yeah. Oh, that would be fun. That would be a lot of fun to be his like private cart bitch. Hey, maybe there's our Mayo Boys Mayo Boy tour where it's just like everybody just it's like beer league softball. Everybody's just getting drunk while they play. I mean, if if the Live Tour offered me. Televised golf events of Phil Mickelson and Dustin Johnson just fucking ripped on the tour. Yeah. Play, I would have watched that in a heartbeat. We don't need the TV rights because we're making all of our money on alcohol sales. Yep. It will be fine. It will be fine. $15 <laughs> the Mayo a tour brought to you by Insert Alcohol Company. Here. <laughs> so whoever wants to party. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So, hopping off the live. Um... Golden State Warriors have won the NBA Finals in six games. They did. They once again won on the road. Yeah. Which is what they've done, I think, like every I feel fucking like that time. that happens, like, I feel like nobody ever wins at home. No, because typically the best team wins, and the best team will normally win in six. Yeah. And the best team typically has home court advantage. Yeah. So. But, like, I feel like I can't remember the last <coughs> time, like, the home team won the championship, like, at home. Yeah. Um, pretty sure Toronto won when they were in Golden State. The Lakers won in fucking Orlando at the fucking Disney Resort during COVID. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Did the Bucks win at home? I think the Bucks won in Phoenix, maybe. Ah, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. This could all be bullshit because I'm just basing this off of my memory. But I feel like I never get to see like the actual across a lot of sports. Aside from L.A. winning the Super Bowl in their home arena. Yeah, because I don't – I could be wrong, but I don't think the Braves won at Truist. I'm pretty sure they won on the road. Yeah, I mean, you would know more than I would. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they won – oh, yeah, yeah, because they won They won in Houston because Jorge Soler hit one 480 yeah. feet out of the fucking yeah, national. Pujols territory. Yeah, over yeah, the yeah. so they won on the road too. Yeah, I was trying to think, but, yeah, they definitely won away. Um, Cubs won the World Series in Cleveland. Yeah, it's just, it's kind of crazy. Um, it's sad. I feel like that sucks for the home fans. That's because <laughs> like playing an elimination game at home in the in like the World Series and NBA Championship, you're like fucking count us out. Yeah, we're done. We're yeah. done. It's over. But it's, it's like, a, like especially like I feel like Game Sevens especially have lately have been going to the away team like more often than not. Yeah, I mean I think. I've, I think you're right. We just gave about five or six examples. So. Yeah. I yeah. feel like there's that nervous tension in the arena that kind of fucks with the home team. Yeah, it was uh, it was really funny because I, I spent the last, like, week leading up to, you know, game five, game six um, of the NBA Finals arguing with people online in person that the Warriors would win. Like, everybody wanted to count the Celtics in so bad. And I was like, if you had really watched how the Warriors were playing – in the postseason, two, all of their team, minus Jordan Poole, had been, and I guess Andrew Wiggins, had been there before. 
Yeah. They had all been there before. They were playing light. They were, they were playing. They were the best defense in the league going into that. They were the best offensive uh, offensive efficiency minus Boston, but they ramped it up in the postseason. I was arguing until my throat was dry that fucking Golden State was going to win. I thought it was going to go to seven. I will say that. I thought it was going to go seven, but I knew Golden State was going to win. You can just tell by the way they were playing. I mean, they they got on a heater in the playoffs. It was nasty, and like they also, I mean, they got kind of a cakewalk when you think about it. They had to beat like Dallas in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, Memphis the game before. Memphis that. without John Moran. Without John Moran, but honestly, Memphis plays better without John Moran. I mean, I don't want to. The playoffs is a different story than the regular yeah. season. Like you need your star player in the playoffs. So I'm, I'm going to have a this is kind of off topic. I, I'm going to have a hot take, and I know you're going to fucking hate. Okay, I think John Moran is going to end up like Russell Westbrook. No, no, I, 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 I do hate that take. Until that dude develops a little bit better of a jump shot, he, I mean. Having a team that plays better without you on the court is a testament to your team, but it is also a testament to you as a player. I love John Moran. I think he's a great player, but he's a lot. He's one of those dudes that relies so heavily on his athleticism. I mean, so heavily on his athleticism. Like I said, during the regular season, I could see that, but you can't tell me that the Memphis team in the playoffs without John Moran was better than what they would have had if he was on the court. I don't doubt that. That's why I'm saying, like right now, he's great. Right now he's fantastic. He's going to be great for the next five, six, seven years. But we're looking at what Russell has become, and like he's still crazy athletic, but he refuses to change his game. And I'm not to say Jock can't change his game, but I'm saying like he looks so much like what I've seen before. And I just, I really don't want I think, to change his. I fucking love. Russell. I think he's a little better of a shooter than Russell was when he first came out of college. Um, you have to remember, though, Russell Westbrook, his first three or four years in the league, was playing alongside two MVPs. He was playing alongside Kevin Durant and James Harden. It's true. Yeah. I think that I'm going to flip your hot take around and go the opposite hot take. Okay. I posted this take on Twitter before. I will say I think John Morant, he reminds me a lot of Derrick Rose. And yeah. I think John Morant is better now than Derrick Rose ever was. Even uh, even during his MVP year, I like the take. It's going to be disagreed with. Derrick Rose had a significantly better team around him than John Moran did. I will say it's harder with the John Moran Derrick Rose style of play to win an MVP because of like shooting stats. The way NBA has completely changed in the last ten years. Yeah, I don't know if I can agree because. How, I mean, Jaws, is Jaw bigger than Derrick Rose was? They're like, about the same. I think they're both right. about 6'3", like relatively slight build. Because Jaws super explosive and can play, but the way Derrick Rose could change speeds, could jump, could do all this stuff, like I just I, – he was like superhuman. I, th- I think Jaws the same way. I've seen that man leap out of the gym to catch alley-oops and twisting spin, like, 360 layups, and, like, that's just who he reminds me of. He reminds yeah. me of the young D. Rose before the ACL injury. Yeah, which which is crazy that that, that is what stopped D. Rose because nowadays an ACL is a pretty standard injury. I'm pretty sure between, like, 2008 and 2012, he was the only player to get an MVP off LeBron James. Yeah, yeah. I think LeBron won the MVP every year except for that year. Yeah. I do, I do like that. And having like, 
hearing that information makes me really hope Josh stays healthy. Um, you know, now sports medicine is a lot better than it is, as we see with, with Clay. He set out, what, two, two and a half years? Yeah. And he's still dropping 35, 40, 40 points. A, granted, can, he's a different style of player. You can tell he, he's more of a shooter. I could tell a little bit. He, he's not the same Clay that he was before. Like, But his style of play is going to lead him to, like, he can stay in the league for the next five, six years. So, so, well, some of, the, the some of these finals does. games, I mean, he's never been an explosive player. Like, no. He's never been to, like, drive the basket. He was a good perimeter defender. He was a fantastic shooter, and he doesn't look like he's missed a step. Like, he was taking people off the dribble. He was hitting fadeaways. He was hitting leaners. I don't like, think he he's, looks almost like the same step. I don't think he's the lockdown defender that he used to be. That about. is the one thing. Well, that, that's also one of those things that you got to warm back up to. Like, because a lot of it's IQ at that point. Playing who, playing whose hand, like it's it helps a lot whenever you're playing with the same guys that you played with for your entire career. Agreed. He got put back into a luckily for him still great situation. Like him, Steph, and Draymond, they, those three know where each other is going to be at all times. Which is why they'll never leave each other. Ever. Yeah, like absolutely. They, yeah, they they're the Draymond should have a shrine to Steph built in his house, honestly. Because if, if Draymond would have got drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers or the Milwaukee Bucks or whoever, the fuck, uh, so I he would not have the career that he has. Another hot take about that: I think Steph should have a Draymond. Well, I mean, every every Steph does need a Draymond. Every Draymond watching that team play in the playoffs, like that team ran through Draymond. Like when he wasn't on the court, I don't think Draymond came out. Like of any, like he may have not have stayed out for like five minutes, but. He, he is the heart and soul of that well, team. They got a team full of finesse he's players, the and they need team. him to go out there and punch people in the mouth. Exactly. He's, he's, he's their the enforcer. He's, he, he's the hard-nosed pick-and-roll guy. Like, yeah. He was the point guard half the time. He would bring the ball up the court, and he would facilitate. Like Draymond ran that team. That was Draymond's team. Well, Draymond stands at the top of the key and makes passes. He, I mean, he's not fast. He can't jump high. Yeah. He's not, he can't shoot anymore for some reason. You think most people get better he's at shooting. He, he's, he's spot up. He's not going to give you He still shoots like he has a backpack on him, though. <laughs> Keeps him around. ugly as hell. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so, I don't know. Golden State Warriors win again. That's, I mean, that's a dynasty at this point, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was a dynasty before. But I mean, now, it's, three, now it, the fact that they, they missed, what, two years, three years? Two years. Two years, and then they came back and won again? Yeah. That's that yeah, makes basically like four championships with three different like versions of the team. You yep. had like the initial like twenty fifteen. But the three core pieces are always there. Yeah, and then you had the KD years where yep. they won a couple, and then they lost. KD leaves, and then they rebuild for a couple years, and with, kind of with the same core, yep. just adding a few young pieces here and there. How many is that? That's that's four for Curry, right? Yeah, four for Curry. Did you see that cold ass fucking like picture where? He hits a three, and then he's looking into the crowd, and he points at his yeah, ring finger. Pinky finger. He points at his ring finger, which is which is dope for two reasons. Because one, it's the ring finger. Two, it's the fourth finger on his hand. Yeah. So it had two subliminal messages: was ring finger and the fourth finger. I've never done anything that cool, and I never no. will. Well, they showed the picture freeze frame, and everybody's like, "This needs to be the new 2K cover." I was yep. like, "It absolutely does." That's it the should. Has Steph ever been on the cover of 2K? I can't think of any time that he has. I'm pretty sure he hasn't. No, it's been that's a travesty. It's been LeBron a bunch, Jordan a bunch, KD Kobe recently, KD, Derrick Rose, Westbrook was on there once. Westbrook was there. KG was like two K nine. Shaq was on there two K six. I remember that. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that was was that the Heat year? Yeah. Yeah. D Wade was on it a while back. I don't think Steph's ever been on the cover. Steph's definitely on the cover. Actually. Anthony like, Davis was on the cover. One that was. Um, Steph, Steph. Talk shit about Anthony Davis. That's a piece saying. of shit. I'll come across his couch. Yeah, because that was like Pelicans AD, wasn't it? No, that was. I think that was. Yeah, it might have been actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Pelicans. That was when AD. they did like the like the tri covers, where like one cover was like Larry Bird, one cover yeah. was like Anthony Davis. Oh yeah, was, yeah, that's right. Um, I think Dirk was on the cover too. Yeah, Dirk was like. Two, Okay, 13 or 14 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. That was like when Peyton Hillis was on the cover. Yeah, I mean, Steph, I mean, without a doubt, Steph's got to be on the cover, right? It's got to be Steph. You would think. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the only person I would think of. Unless Kobe's going to have it for the next, like, five years. But Yeah. Did the, Kobe, was Kobe on the cover? He was on, uh, he was on, like, the PS5, like, edition, I think. He was on yeah, the Legend edition yeah. or whatever they call it. <clears throat> okay, um, so all right. To keep on topic of NBA, take out the finals. Let's talk about this upcoming NBA draft that is in less than twenty-four hours. Yeah, probably, eight, probably eight o'clock tonight. Time you listen to this. But. Yeah, more than likely. <laughs> Depends on how motivated I am. Bad. So this is <laughs> so this is going to be like hot take central. Whenever the actual draft comes around, you can hear us be wrong in real time. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so. Jabari, Chet, Banchero, Bancaro, however you say it. Who's your number one? If it was me, I'm taking Jabari. Okay. Ten times out of ten. So, <clears throat> my thing is, I like, I don't like all of them. I like two of them. I, I really hope that you're going to say what I think you're going to say, because I want to piggyback off of that. If fucking Chet Holmgren I swear becomes an God. NBA All-Star... <laughs> I will shit my pants. Like theoretically, the Mayo boys. He we has should, we should like Chet Holmgren, but we do not like Chet Holmgren at all. He has three things major going against him. One, he's white as fuck. The whitest. Two, he comes from Gonzaga, and name me the last. What uh, uh, Ryu was he the last one? Yeah, Hachimura. Yeah, he was like the last decent one that came yeah. out of Gonzaga that really had it. Like Drew Timmy was going into the draft, and they were like. You should probably go back to Gonzaga. And he yeah. was like, what do you mean? He's like, you're not on any board. No. <laughs> At all. No. You're, you're not. There's, there's no room in here for you. Yeah, it's like even G Leagues don't want you. So he <laughs> went back to, to, to Gonzaga. And three, he's seven foot, what, one? And weighs. Tall as fuck. Weighs 95 pounds. Yeah. Like he weighs maybe 160, 170 pounds. Quite possibly the whitest draft prospect that I could remember. Yeah. He's he's built like KD if KD was white. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's worse. Which is so bad. Which is so bad. <laughs> and like watching him play, he's he has the vertical of uh, Kyle Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> which is none. Zero. Not ideal. He can shoot pretty good. He can take you off the dribble, but like he's only a good shooter because he's seven foot it's one. It's gonna make me so mad if he's a good NBA player, just because. Like if he gets drafted and all of a sudden he gains fifty pounds and he's well, like, like out there hooping. Where it's like, oh, he went to the NBA and now he averages like nineteen and seven as a rookie and shooting forty five percent. Yeah, like, get the fuck out of here! No. I fucking hate you. Chet Holmgren's last. Now here's what I'll say: Jabari. What's Jabari's last name? I can't Smith. Think. Smith. as well. So Jabari, he uh, he looks great. He checks all the boxes, defensively, offensively. The only thing that I have against him 
is that he's athletic, he's a good shooter, but the NBA, as we've seen the last few years, is completely positionless, yeah. and he is not great off the dribble. He can do it off the dribble, but I feel like off the dribble, he gets to his shot, he doesn't really drive the lane, he goes back to basket if he goes off the dribble, and he has the fadeaway, or you know he'll, he, he can shoot, but I feel like he only really gets that shot because he's tall and athletic. In the NBA, you're going to go up against somebody. Not to say he's he's not going to be a bust. Bro. He's going to be a great, great player. Paolo Bancaro is the most NBA-ready prospect of the three, without a doubt. He's got the size. He has the play. He has, in my opinion, the IQ. He can take you off the dribble. He can shoot. He's he, for, To me, he's the most NBA-ready. I would put, honestly, I would have you. Mentioned the top three, but I would honestly make it a top four because I would add in Jaden Ivey from Purdue into that. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> of those guys, as far as NBA players, I would probably put Jabari one. I would probably have Paolo number two. Okay, I would have Jaden Ivey third. Okay, that's fair. Chet Holmgren fourth. Yeah, I think would Chet Holmgren even be in your top five? Uh, yes, just because. After that, it gets really murky on yeah. who's, who's the next group. Because you've got the one, Keegan Murray, the guy from Iowa, who is – he just seems to me like one of those guys that's just going to be a meeting. Like, was that one of the twins or no? No. He's just going to be – like, he's a really good player. He averaged 20-something points a game at Iowa, but there's nothing that he does. He doesn't have a skill that jumps off the page to me to where I think he's going to be a star player in the yeah. NBA. Like, Bancaro and – Jabari Smith, they have the size and they both scores mentality, score mentality. Jaden Ivey, great shooter for a 19-year-old point guard. He's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. Some people think he's going to go to Sacramento. I don't think that would be very good for him. Give, they've got De'Aaron Fox and Davion Mitchell already. Yeah, have they done the lottery yet? When's the lottery? The lottery was like... That's what I thought. I don't, so who's got first pick? Orlando. And then OKC's too? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because they're saying chat though. Okay, so. That's a game. I mean, I he'll die. Think, I, I'm not, I can't <laughs> think of a more perfect fit, honestly. But, yeah, a team that has nothing going for them at all, really. Yeah. Except for, what, Shea? Shea's all there. going to fit right in in Oklahoma City. <laughs> right, yeah. Is, 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 is Shea Gillian still there? Oklahoma City? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, I think he just sat out the last half of the year because he was hurt. Um, is he, is Chet Holmgren, is he the whitest NBA? Who is the last, like, NBA prospect, like, top prospect that was as white as Chet? Adam Morrison. Also a Gonzaga boy. I was going to say, I think. Maybe I Tyler Hanfro. I think it's a little bit soon. I was going to say Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward's pretty white. Like yeah, because he's, like, Mormon. He's, like, 2010. I don't know if he's Mormon. Where did I get that? Why did that just pop up? He in looks head? like he would be Mormon. Yeah, he absolutely I mean, he looks like a guy that would show up. Why did I think he was fucking Mormon? I was like, I swear to God, he's Mormon. Some, speaking of Mormons, some people... Keep I talking. Was, I was literally in Walmart today just buying Dude. things that I needed for the apartment, and these two dudes in suits, like, approached me <laughs> <laughs> about some fucking webinar for the church down the street. They said this. They didn't even tell me what the name of the church was. They said the church down the street, which is already suspicious as hell. 
and they approached me to watch their webinar at 8 p.m., which, I mean, if you're listening to this, guys, I'm sorry. I didn't make it. Obviously. Was it the Book of Mormon discussion? It wasn't. They were, they, there was one guy that was, had a very nice suit on. The other guy was definitely dressed like a Mormon missionary. That's though. how they get you. Yeah. Like, would you, like, would he you, was, you like this suit? Would you like to own one? Let me just say that the guy dressed like the missionary was not the one doing the talking. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was the guy. He's fucking looking at you like cross-eyed. Yeah. Like, he's having trouble. He's, he's the clipboard holder, I think. <laughs> <laughs> he was the last the last guy they roped into the religion. Yeah. He's like, you're going to be clipboard boy. He's like, yeah, he's in the back like, don't. <laughs> That's how they got me. He's like, I don't listen to music. And the guy tried to get me, too. He was like, I'll, he was like, I remember webinar it would be really great if you would join i was like i'm good i was like what what can i say that gets you out of i was like i'm actually like i don't want to do this i'm actually good he this is like a quote he said to me he goes oh so you don't believe in god and i said no i don't (laughs) and he was like all right have a nice night is that your fucking book (laughs) but you didn't see that one coming huh curveball bitch That's really funny. Uh, so speaking At of Walmart of all places, like, right? What the fuck are you doing? Save souls in the fucking yeah. PlayStation Five aisle. Yeah, every everybody in Walmart is either a hardcore Jesus dick rider or has lost God. I was just trying to buy. Some, I was just trying to buy some PC speakers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, bro, I'm here for fucking squishmallows and knockoff hands. Yeah. It's like you look. <laughs> you realize how out of place you look wearing this fucking Armani suit in the Walmart. Oh, shit. And then another guy approached me like 10 minutes later and was like, hey, man, I know you're waiting to check. I was waiting for the guy to bring over the stuff because he had to go get it out of the, he had to unlock the thing and get it. And they're really weird about you like sitting behind them like while they're unlocking like the. It's Walmart, so I get it. Yeah, they like direct you to go to the stand and wait for them while they do it because they think you're going to like jump them and run out with the turtle beach. Which means it's probably happened hundreds of times. Oh, (laughs) yeah. And but like as I was waiting for the guy to come up there, another one of the guys approached me. and was like, "Hey man, I know you're waiting to check out, but I was like, I already told the other guy. I was just and he was like, my bad. I'm gonna. Go. It's like what you are. It was this take two. Like you all are wearing the same shirt. Yeah, it was a second team All American. <laughs> you are the only three people wearing a button up shirt in the Walmart. I knew you, I saw you from a mile away, buddy. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I uh, speaking of <laughs> the Mormon religion. So I. Um, like, I get on Facebook Marketplace all the time to look at, like, yeah. golf clubs, sports cars, just random shit. Every single time I look at the Facebook Marketplace, free. And it's a picture of some cheesy-ass fucking white dude holding a book, and it says, free, Book of Mormon. Oh, my God. Every, and it's a different picture every time. So that means somebody every single day is going on there and posting a new picture <laughs> of a free Book of Mormon with a different hey. dude's face. And it's always this the same looking way. It's the same Mitt Romney looking motherfucker every <laughs> single time. And, I, and 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 half part of me wants to just click on it to say like, is this still available? <laughs> is this still available? Just to see where where that conversation. Like we literally have so many. Please, they would fucking hand deliver it to my house. Like I wouldn't even give them my address. They would know it. Like they yeah, would just yeah, is this available? And you would hear like a little bike bell outside. Yeah. <laughs> Our ring alarm goes off. I'm like, oh fuck, they found it. They're sweating. He's like, he's, he's hanging onto the gutters outside my second floor apartment. He's like, do you have time to talk about our Lord and Savior? The Church of the Latter day Saints is sitting here today to talk about our Lord and Savior. Yeah, Jesus I'm like, you need to go. But give me the book. Where did you come from? This is mine. I bought this. 
Oh man, that, that just reminds me uh, when I was. They would never give out the Bible for free. Oh uh, fuck no! That was yeah. best selling book in history. Eleven ninety nine for that shit. Yeah, that paid for Southeast Christian. Um, Six flags over Jesus. Fuck yeah. No, but uh, that just reminds me. I love my time. So when when I went to UVL, walk in like in between business school. You know, you would always have. Yeah, I know exactly where. Like, it was. I don't. I don't even remember what religion in between it was. Business school and the student activity. Yes, right? exactly where it was. There was there was some guy. He was dressed in his like religious garb, giving out his spiel to everybody. And he, he, he I have my headphones in, which is classic. Don't fucking talk to me. Like yeah. clearly, I don't want to be bothered. He walks up to me. He's talking, so I pull my earphones out. He's like, he's like, hey, blah, blah. he's he's talking to me. He he puts the book in my hand, and he's like. Um, He's, he's explaining to me. I don't even. I really don't remember what religion it was, but I was tuning him out because, like, I was. Doesn't really matter. I had five minutes left to get to my class, yeah. so I was like, "You, you have, you have thirty seconds." And so he's talking. He's like, "Yeah, so that book I put in your hands, that's free." And I was like, "Cool, sweet." I went to go like walk. So yeah, and he's like, "Follow me." He's like, "But we do accept donations." And I was like, "All right, cool." So I pulled a dollar out of my wallet and handed it to him, and he grabbed it. And he was like, he just stared into my eyes, and he was like. <laughs> Thank you. We really like the most sarcastic. We appreciate this ever. Yeah. I was like, you just put a book in my hand for free. Yeah. Then you ask me for a donation, and I give you a dollar, and that dollar is not enough. You need a better sales pitch. Like this is your fault. Don't right. blame me. Like you're lucky you got the don't dollar. Give me, don't give me the product before you ask for. Product. Right. Exactly. <laughs> this is poor business practice. Like I already have it in my hand. Like I could just run. <laughs> you're lucky you got a dollar. And like, and plus, and also, he's on a college campus. Like, yeah. how much money are you expecting to get out of these yeah. people? Like, half these people owe the government fifty k just to be here. Like, yeah. they're all negative money. They're not. You're not going to get money out of them. It's like it's like being homeless and like walking around with your little change thing in the homeless camp. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> you're here at the soup kitchen, like asking for money. Yeah. Hey, buddy, I don't think you have the target audience that you're looking for. Yeah, I was like, you need to be anywhere else. Oh, man. Nobody believes in God less than somebody on their way to an 8 a.m. class. <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like if there's anybody who's, you know, at a, uh, an, uh, who's agnostic or, you know, at, uh, what's the, God, what's the? Atheist. Atheist. Like, it's college campus. Yeah. Somebody who's educated. Yeah. Um, Statistically speaking, you're in the exact wrong place. Yeah. You should be standing outside of, like, the Ford factory. <laughs> you might have a shot there. Might have a shot. Depending on the religion you were battling. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, um, I guess to, st- to stay on topic of NBA, just because it's a hot topic right now. Uh, rumored Kyrie to the Lakers, but I'm also hearing that, for one, Ky- Kyrie wants out of Brooklyn. Two, they're saying if Kyrie leaves, KD might go. So, do they end up together? I, the Lakers can't afford it. I mean,. Are they, are they like the new like butt buddies that have to go everywhere together? Well, I know they're best friends, which is why James got kicked out, because James didn't really fit in with them. Plus, Harden was like, I'm trying to win, and Kyrie's not playing half is, the game. And KD's hurt. Is James Harden trying to win? I mean, he went to the set. He's not going to go to a non-contending team. So There's never been a superstar that appears to try less at his job than James Harden. And still opinion. put up fucking numbers, dude. Yeah, like, but like, it's the kind of thing, it's like, are those like, is he putting up stats, or is he, like, making a winning contribution? Okay, so, I'll, I'll, so I'll, I'll, I'll revise my statement. He's trying to win without, like, being the guy. Yeah. If that's what he's trying to do. So he wanted KD to fill in, and Kyrie to fill in, and he had him to kind of facilitate. Kyrie had to sit half the games. 
Katie got hurt. Why I don't think Kyrie's going to go to L.A. because, like, I feel like it's going to be the same shit that he dealt with in Brooklyn is going to happen in L.A. too. L.A. is also with their sports teams a little bit lawless, so I feel like they'll let a lot more shit go. Like Brooklyn, like Brooklyn, let so much shit go with him. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, I don't even think it's like at this point. I don't even think it's like the whole vaccination thing because I think they hold. Like I think they took back the whole you can't play. Blah, blah, like I'm pretty sure that got repealed. Well, I think that was like he wasn't playing because of a New York law. Right. It's like halfway through the year after he like sat out so many games, they're like, well, it's okay if an athlete does it. It's like they kowtowed to him just to get him on the court for the minuscule amount of time that he was there. But but also, I I think from that, Kyrie's like, fuck y'all. Like, I'm out. Yeah. And so, which is fair on his own part, you know, but also, as we've seen, players are willing to leave whatever situation they have to go anywhere else. Yeah. It's not like it was in the 90s, early 2000s, where players have any fucking loyalty at all. Like, nobody gives a shit anymore. It would be the ultimate beta move for Kyrie Irving to, like, crawl back to LeBron. Yeah, he's, a, he's already said he's that. championship. Well, the problem is he's he can't do it by himself. He proved yeah. that in Boston. And he didn't really get a chance in Brooklyn. Um, and now he's, what, 32? 31? He got drafted in 2011, so he's been 11, 12 years in the league now. So he's probably, if he's not 30, he's close. Yeah, so he's, like he's seeing the light. But my thing is, like, you're rolling the dice with LeBron every year. He's another. He's also another player too that I feel like his style of play doesn't lend itself to like him being good like late into his thirties. Like I feel like he's got another like three or four years tops. I would agree with that. Yeah, because he he needs explosive. He needs first step. He can yeah. shoot a little bit, but it's like yeah, Allen he, Iverson when he was like thirty five. Yeah. Like, but but, but also he was when he was in Philly. But a lot of people said that about LeBron because LeBron relies a lot on his athleticism too, and that motherfucker's. But he relies thirty six, thirty seven. He relies on just beef to like power his way through the yeah. He's always going to have beef. Yeah, but it, it shows that like if you're dedicated to it, you, you can have longevity in this league. <laughs> however, also, however, I think you're rolling the dice this late into LeBron's career. He's, fuck, he's 36, 37? He's 37. He's 37 years old. Yeah. Like, Igudala is about that age, and Igudala is almost useless now. And Igudala, if you look at that man, he passes every eye test there is yeah. for athleticism. He looks like. A prime athlete. Difference between, like, especially a 37-year-old NBA player, it's not that they can't do the same thing they did when they were 28, 29. It's that they can only do them, like, 20% of the time. Exactly. So, like I said, you're rolling the dice with LeBron because, I mean, if he, he is, knock on wood, because I don't wish this on anybody, he is due for a fucking awful injury. Like, well, I mean, he's never had any catastrophic like injury. injury. Like, he's had, a, like, the last couple of years, he's had a lot of lingering injuries that have, like, kept him out for, like, three, four weeks at a time. Like, yeah. Things like that. But he hasn't had, like, the... He had an ACL, he had an Achilles, he hasn't had nothing. Like, I mean, the guy... I don't know what, what baby DNA or baby blood he's pumping into his body, but it's only got so much shelf life. He's getting that so. adrenochrome from Hillary. Uh, more power to him. He's a billionaire. He can afford it. But... It's just I I don't know I, I just it's hard like I because I because I've played pickup basketball at the Y and I've seen what thirty seven thirty eight year old people were like I've I've seen people break ankles and like not not like the crossover move like legitimately yeah. break an ankle yeah or like fall down and their back is done for two weeks at the Y like at the same age granted they're not LeBron 
But LeBron is still a 37-year-old man. Like, yeah. he's, he's almost theoretically halfway through his life. He's been in the NBA for longer than he has not been in the NBA. Which is insane. <laughs> that is insane to me. Yeah. He's been in the NBA for 19 years, and he got drafted when he was 18. So he yep. has been in the NBA for more than half of his life. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Kyrie to Lakers would would be interesting, but they're not going to win nothing. Like I just I I don't think LeBron wins another championship. I just really don't. The real question is whether or not they like is AD going to stay with the Lakers? Because like AD had like a very mediocre season this year. Yeah, wasn't he hurt a little bit? I mean, he was, but AD's been hurt his entire career. Like, yeah, he's constantly playing through shoulder injuries and ankle injuries. And well, I don't know. I don't know if AD leaves LeBron. I think it would be, be, be in his best interest, but I don't know. I just don't see – now, I, I literally say this as he's only two, year, two years removed from a title, but I just, I, I just don't see LeBron winning another title, especially with the Lakers. He has to have the right amount of people or the right people next to him. But, but at they've, this point they've, in his career, I don't know – Whatever the next, whatever happens for LeBron in the next two to three years, because he's not the same player that he was, obviously in Cleveland, like the second go around in Cleveland. Whenever I think that's the best version of LeBron, that like twenty fifteen to like twenty eighteen LeBron, that was damn near. I don't know. Miami LeBron was fucking scary. That was just like HGH LeBron, like just driving the lane and dunking and just being an all out athletic freak. I think. That was before the three-point ma- th- three shot mattered as much as it did. Yeah, and then I think, like, the cl- second time around in Cleveland, LeBron was, like, the best all-around player that he's been. He still had the athleticism. He was a much better three-point shooter. He was getting his teammates involved. He was still playing defense. Yeah. But, like, what what kind of player is he going to be the next three or four years? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You're is rolling he, gonna be, is he still going to be that point-forward kind of player, or is he going to transition to more of, like, a – power forward kind of like old man game. The the only thing that gives me hope that they could do it again is that him and Kyrie have already done it. So I just I wouldn't bank anything on Kyrie. That's yeah. another like he might be number two in the superstars that seem to try the least at their job. I, I don't know. I mean I I don't know if you can count like Last year against him, granted, I mean it was it was the vaccination thing, but in his mind, he's doing what he thinks is right. So it's like if if something like that keeps him off the court, like you can only judge him on based on what he's done on the court. And there were flashes when he played every few games where he would drop forty, he would drop yeah. forty five. Like he's definitely still capable of that. He just he just he just didn't play. He literally only played half the season. I feel like they need a guy. I'm not saying exactly like they need this person specifically, but they need somebody like a Jimmy Butler where you can look at him and be like, basketball is very clearly the most important thing in this man's life. Agreed. Like, yeah, yeah. Kyrie Irving, I feel like if he never played another NBA game, he wouldn't give a shit. I will give you that, yeah. That, that is true. Jimmy Butler on the Lakers would be pretty scary. Yeah. But, I mean, they, I feel like he needs a guy with that kind of mentality. Like, right. he is still hungry for a championship. So, so what do you think – about Bradley Beal and the Lakers. My only thing is, I don't think they can afford it. Yeah. Bradley Beal's a max contract guy. The Lakers... If they, get, if they found a way to get rid of Westbrook, that I mean, that's like a one-for-one swap. As far yeah, as I, well, they tried to give it to the Pacers, and the Pacers <laughs> like, fuck, <laughs> like, fuck, why would like, we do what that? What are you talking about? Like, 
I don't want him. Like, if anything, it's he's like, a loser. Everyone they just traded. They just traded for Tyrese Halliburton. They're like, if anything, it's just going to ruin whatever development he has. Yeah. The Pacers are one of those one-star teams. Like, yeah. you get one star on that team, then you put a bunch of fundamentals around. Exactly. So it's uh, Russell's going to be hard to offload anywhere. The only spot I can think they might get some trade back for him, or they might be able to release him to, is OKC. Because OKC still does respect him. Like, they just retired his jersey. Or not yeah. only they retired his jersey, but they had, like, a like a like uh, some kind of ceremony for him just recently. Because they do respect him in OKC. Yeah. Because he was he rode hard for OKC when all the people were leaving. Oh, what if they got the gang back together? Just him, James Harden, and Kevin Durant just all went back to OKC. I don't and know, fucking give it one more run. Because I've seen where they've tried every combination of those three. Yeah. Other than those three together again. Yeah. And they can't win. Like, KD's been with Westbrook. KD, but KD has been with Westbrook again, right? Yeah. Somewhere? Wait. No. Okay, so James has been with KD. Westbrook's been with Harden. Yeah. And and Harden's been with KD, yeah. So they've tried, like, every common – well, okay. So James Harden left to go to the Rockets. Then they had KD Westbrook. So that was that first combination. And then KD left to go to the Warriors. So they've they've tried every combination of it, other than them three back together. I don't think think those three, like, together are, like, stylistically, they are just not a good fit, like, for each other. Well, they've all been in LeBron's shadow for so long that I just feel like they all have this massive chip on their shoulder that, honestly, at this point, weighs more – than their ability to play basketball. Like I just, I don't think they'll ever. It's, it's like coming up as a young star in the PGA and playing in Tigers. Play. Yeah, like, like it's the same concept. Like you're just not going to be better. Than the last ten years of the NBA, it's been LeBron and Steph like in the finals every single year. And then there was like one, the one random year of Kawhi yep. when Kawhi decided to be the best player yep. in the world for a month. Yep. This league, man. <laughs> I mean, the NBA is definitely entertaining. <laughs> it is like as far as like year-round entertainment, nothing does it like the NBA, and that's why they're probably like the fastest-growing sport. Yeah, yeah. I mean, agreed. NFL it's, is always going to have the NFL audience, but like NBA has just been just dominating like baseball and hockey and soccer in the last like twenty years to get to the point they're at now. They also have the best marketing oh, out of far. out of. Either two, which helps them tremendously. They market their stars the best. Yeah. They market their stars the best. They market in video games. They market internationally. They have they have a league in every fucking country, it feels like. Like they just yeah. they're just the best. Like but, I could feel like if you walk down like the streets of Los Angeles, like the eighth man on the Lakers is more recognizable than Mike Trout, who is probably, probably yeah. the greatest baseball player in history. Agreed, yeah, I would agree with that. Um. All right. Well, to round it off, we'll do our something we haven't done in a while. Um, a fictional sports character, yeah, uh, lineup or fictional sports character conversation. We used to do this all the fucking time. Yeah. This is this is the basis of like our first like yeah, really podcast. Yeah. Which we'll, have, we'll probably go back to here soon. What we really need is a a keystone piece where we spend an entire podcast talking about one subject. We yeah. haven't done that in a very long time. We had. The Bishop uh, we had, Sycamore. We had Bishop Sycamore, and we had uh, uh, Doc Ellis. Was the yeah, one before that. that was one of our OG podcasts. Yeah. That that one was talked about quite a bit. Like, I had somebody come up to me the other day at a pool hall who who knew our who knew our podcast. He was a friend of mine, and he was like, he was still talking about the Doc Ellis podcast. Yeah, and I was like, all right, fair enough. 
And then we also had the uh, um, the one the the Ed where we where we yeah. watched the movie. Yeah. Now, that that was a favorite. Yeah, I guess yeah, that one has way more plays than I thought it would. Be. Really? It has like fifty plays. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. Well, we have to do another. We have to do another. Well, spoiled mayo. Yeah, spoiled mayo. All right, so We're down the list of the worst sports movies again. Right, exactly. Back, back to so back to our topic. So fictional characters. What we're going to do is we're going to name one pitcher that you would want to close out an inning in the World Series, or I guess get one strikeout. Really, just okay. Who's your closer? Um, a basketball player that you want to hit the final shot to win the game, and then a football player who you need to get one touchdown to win the game. Okay. So we'll start. We'll start. We'll start football. So mine was. I had a couple of them, but I'm gonna go with Megan from uh, from Marvelous Yard because he was the most dynamic player on that team. No, I mean he's got he's the Reggie Bush of the Texas Penal Football League. If you <laughs> if you have a dynamic offense like you do with Paul Drew. And you're slinging the ball all over the field. You run a halfback slip screen yeah. with Megan. And he doesn't, doesn't even need shoes. Yeah. Tell it's me gone. he's not getting 50 yards easy. No. Easy. Every time. Easy. And then if you get him one on one with a safety, again, like I'm, I'm taking that bet nine times out of ten that Megan's getting past the safety. Especially if he's uh, in the open field. <laughs> a, a white security officer from exactly. the Texas prison. Especially no chance. Especially if it's Stone Cold's involved. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So give me yours. That's kind of a revisit because we've done the longest shot before. But, we have. Well, but, this but is that's, that's, that's why I started with this one because my other two are people we haven't. This is also going to be a revisit then because if you're picking one person to get you a touchdown at any moment, it's going to be University of Alabama returner Forrest Gump. Yep, that's a good one. I mean, the guy's taking everything to the house. It does not matter. Fastest player to ever see the gridiron. Put the ball in his hands like, and nobody's stopping him. Yeah. He was, he was famous for one thing. Running, running, running. <laughs> All he does is run. Notice how he doesn't get tackled. All he does is run. All right. Um, so then we'll go. You want to go pitcher or basketball? You pick. I don't care. I have done zero preparation. For That's this, fine. So I have. We'll go basketball. I'll let you go first this time. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Um, let's see. If we're picking one basketball player to make a shot to hit a game-winning shot. Game-winning shot. I'm gonna have to go with a player who I'm pretty sure has a career 100% shooting percentage, and that is Air Bud. Air Bud. I don't think Air Bud has ever missed a I, single shot. You know what's really funny? Is I, I wrote down Air Bud, and I was like, I'm not going to say Air Bud because Bam's going to say Air Bud. Obviously, <laughs> obviously you're going to need a point guard to get him the rock. Like, he's not really much of a shot creator. Definitely a spot-up shooter. Yeah, he's more of a Clay Thompson than a Steph Curry. I will but, say this. If I ever see Air Bud on my court, in a last-second shot, I'm going to beat his shit into the earth. Right? <laughs> that's what you think? I'm sure that's what all other five players <laughs> do. Every time he fucking torched their team for 40. So, I, I like that. So, so I had to... I'm going to say... What do you think? Okay, before we move on, can we? Can I ask you, what do you think, like, Air Bud's, like, per-game averages were? Based off the movies or if it was in real life? Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, what do you think in his high school basketball games in the movie? What do you think he was dropping? For him to be allowed on the court, I would assume he's dropping 40 a game. I was going to say, like, I think he averages probably, like, 32, maybe, like, a couple assists a game. He just knocks it off his nose to another guy. I was about to say, I was like, if they're assists, they're fucking accidental. He's like, a, he's like Bradley Beal. Yeah, yeah they're just, like, 31 and three assists. They're, they're accidental assists where the ball comes off the rim and he's chasing it, and then it just 
<laughs> smacks the half court just might fix it up. Yeah, so there's like a board or two a game. Yeah. Right, yeah. That's the thing is like you can't grab it. Yeah. So he's got to like possess it, like tap it ahead and dribble it. Oh, yeah. So my basketball answer is uh, is coffee black. Oh, yeah. The coffee inventor, black. The inventor of the alley The inventor of the alley Now, it doesn't have to be a three-point shot. But I'm going to tell you right now, coffee black on the basketball court with the amount of confidence that he has and the amount of athleticism, he's going to get his shot. Yeah. He's going to get his shot. And then my backup is Timo Cruz from Coach Carter. Okay, yeah. Spot-up shooter in the corner, deadly. Pulling up from deadly. three on a fast break. Yep, deadly. Just oh, the one did, disobeying two. everything Coach Carter stands behind. Yeah. Pulling up for 30. <laughs> Steph, Curry. Guy on the team. Steph Curry before Steph Curry. Coach Carter was such a hard-ass to everyone. They still won. That's true. He threw that Buddy nasty, threw that nasty Ethos pitch. Did he hit him with the hidden ball trick to get another out? Yep, that's true. He's definitely a resourceful man. He was also a twelve-year-old in the league. It's actually that was absolutely the same reason why I took Bow Wow off my basketball list from like Mike. Because what if like he's going up court, and somebody steps on the shoe, blows the shoe blows out. Yeah, I'm not pants to give me this bucket. But my pitcher, so I had two, and I thought you would say one. That's why I had two. The one that I would want. Is wild thing. This is for that, sure. That was my other one. Since you didn't say that, I'll choose that. The one I really want to go with, though, is Jack Cooper from Ed because he throws because <laughs> he throws a hundred and twenty-two mile per hour fastball, <laughs> and nobody's fucking hitting that thing. He has a monkey best friend that plays third base. Exactly. He's not shit by him either. Yeah, that is the like. If you haven't listened to our spoiled spoiled mayo podcast where we talk about Ed the movie, it is crazy. It's absolutely insane. If you haven't watched the movie Ed, where the monkey plays ba- uh, baseball, load watch, up, load it up is the, the most load up the podcast, movie. load up our podcast, and, and watch it, it as a companion and sync, sync it. it up, and then we'll, we'll yep. have a great time. And you can sync it because you can hear the movie play in the you background, so you can definitely sync it up. Yeah. But there's a there's a uh, a part in that movie where Jack Cooper throws three fastballs in a row, and they go from. 110 to 116 to 122. He throws a 122 mile per hour fastball. And they got fire the fucking GM that has this man. Close out an inning for me because if anybody can hit a fucking 122 mile per hour fastball, then just hats off to him. That's, that, that's, I bet Barry Bonds can hit a 122 mile an hour fastball. Yeah, I mean, he might be the only one. If, if you give me prime Barry, juiced up Barry. Big-headed, juiced-up bear yep. you could probably hit. Can you imagine if he makes contact with that thing? Oh, yeah. In San Francisco. That's going to clear the bay. Yeah. It's clear it's the gonna bay. It's going to land in Oakland. Yeah, that's going, that's going <laughs> across the water for sure. I made, I made a reference. Do you know the story of the cocaine bear in Kentucky? No. Well, there was a bear in, in the like mid-'80s that there was a drug smuggler who had to like abandon – Abandoned his plane, or he crash landed his plane, or something along those lines, and he was smuggling a shit ton of cocaine. And they discovered a bear that had gotten into the cocaine, and he ate like like a hundred thousand dollars worth of this cocaine. And they Jesus found they Christ. obviously found this bear dead yeah. from a heart attack. I'm I'm sure it was a heart attack in the woods, but I compared like those the cocaine bear is like Barry Bonds' career. Because, like, he was already dangerous before the steroids. But, like, for those, like, three or four seasons, like, after he had eaten the cocaine, per se, like, there was no more dangerous predator on the planet than that bear for those 20 minutes before he had a heart attack. No. 
those like three or four years where Barry Bonds was juiced up on the roids, like you just couldn't pitch to him. Like there was he. They would literally walk out. him with the bases loaded. Yeah. So they didn't have to pitch to him. No like, other player in MLB history like commanded that kind of respect at the it's, plate. It's it's absolutely insane. Like I. I just want steroids back in baseball, man. It was <laughs> like, so I good. want it back so bad. It was so good. Like, it's – now, granted, that was our childhood, so it's kind of hard to compete with that because everybody has their childhood. You know, my dad grew up with, like, the um, – you know, who was it? The, the Wade Boggs and the Ricky Hendersons and all that stuff. So, it's like – I guarantee you, if you asked your dad, like, did you enjoy watching Ricky Henderson steal 100 bases a year? Or did you watch Barry Bonds sending missiles into fucking That's space? fair, yeah. That's fair. Like, I'm for sure he would rather watch that. Yeah. Well, it's like 1998, 2001. Like, I don't know how many times I have to say it. Those are the two best years in baseball history. Like, yeah. The Mar McGuire, Sammy Sosa chase, and then the Sammy Barry chase. Like, it was it, – there was nothing to it. Like, it was just so – because it hadn't been done before. Like, Aaron Judge is the closest we're going to get this year, but he's not going to hit 73 home runs. No. Like, he's not. He That's might absurd. hit 50. He might hit 50. Barry Bonds that year had 43 at the All-Star yeah. break. And it just it makes me so mad that because granted I understand the argument to not have steroids in baseball it's unhealthy it's unsafe it's not fair for the people who don't want to do it that's fine but Rob Manfred is just such a piece of shit dude like he, he will do anything he can to make baseball boring as fuck he is succeeding and then smirk behind his desk while everybody's up in arms about it like. I, I swear to God they changed the baseball this year. Oh, they did. Everybody they made did. that they argument, and then they put them back in. Yeah. Because the Braves right now have hit, like, I think it's like 40, 44 home runs in like 18 games or some yeah. shit like that. Whereas in the first month of the season, they had hit like 18 in the whole month. It's like, first of all, why are there different baseballs? Like, why Yeah, what are y'all doing? Like, <laughs> like either like if you're not going to allow steroids, juice the balls. Yeah. Like, because at that point, if you make contact with it, it's still a reward. Like, if you make good contact with the baseball, it should be hit hard. Now, if the balls are juiced a little bit, then they're going to sail. Yeah. So, if you give up a hard hit ball as a pitcher, it should be a hit regardless. If it's a home run, so what? Fuck it. Like, should on that pitch. I don't know. They're trying to make it pitcher friendly, which for marketing purposes is the worst thing you can do. Because I don't want to watch a pitcher's duel. I don't no. want to. I don't want to watch a one to zero ball game. I either want to see twelve game. home runs hit, or I want to see a no hitter. Exactly, no in between. Exactly, that's all I want, and it better be a no hitter for the team I'm. And nothing makes like Major League Baseball look more boring than when you go on like ESPN this week and you're watching like the College World Series, and it's so fun. Like the guys are having fun. Like every game's like. Yeah, the and kid from Tennessee's flipping off the center fielder as he's rounding first base. That's what baseball needs. Like yeah. they need more of that shit. Yep. It's yeah, I I agree, and I, I I say we start a movement right now. Fire Rob Manfred. Yeah, metal bats in Major League Baseball. Yep, fire Rob Manfred. Fire Godot already. Fuck it, let's get rid of everybody. Yeah, fire every commissioner. Adam Silver's cool. We'll keep Adam Silver. I don't like him. Yeah, but fuck Manfred. It fucks with Adam Silver. And fuck his. <laughs> oh shit! All right, well, we've reached our our limit, I believe. Um, of how much I want to edit. So, <laughs> uh, but you know what I'm going to edit out of my life? It's fucking Duke's Mayo, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I felt the build-up coming. I knew it was here. Never forget. That time never falter. Fuck Duke's Mayo. You're if a piece of shit company. I just, it's the only thing I want. Like, I don't even care 
I, I just want to be famous for one reason, and that is to literally shut down Duke's Mayo. I want to be the guy that brings down Duke's Mayo. That would be so poetic. So poetic. Can you imagine, like, 20 years from now, if they're, like, going out of business and, you know, they're trying to figure out why, like, what went wrong, and then we're just outside the door as they're, like, closing the doors in their company? Yep. And then we buy the building that they just closed That's down. That's what I was going to say. It's our I new Mayo Boys headquarters. I want, them to, I, want, I want them to, like, I want us to buy out, like, the carcass of Duke's Mayo, like, as, like, a, a pity buy. And then, like, as, like, all the employees are leaving on their last day, we're just, like, outside in the parking lot just laughing at them. Yeah. We just, like, uh-huh. the Mayo Coliseum. We just, like, we start running a whole fucking, like, regime out of it. <laughs> Sending them letters like this place is nice. I should have never gave it yeah, up. This is really good. It's just like us in various rooms. Like, is this your all's conference room? Yes. Yeah, like, I'm talking covered, covered in craft and Hellman's advertising. This is in my golf simulator room. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty sick. You guys used to make fucking mediocre mayo in here. That's yeah. nice. So many important businesses were made here. <laughs> I bet this is the computer where <laughs> the intern decided to shun us. <laughs> I said, you start pissing on everything. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right. Well, before this gets out of hand, we're yeah. just probably going to end it. All right. All Fair right, enough. Guys. See you later. Keep it mail.